0: welcome one and all to your falcon and the winter soldier podcast by fantastic geek the official unofficial voice of the marvel cinematic community my name is matt and joining me as always is pete hello pete
1: oh come on really you gonna do the notebook thing why it's passive-aggressive the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast by Fantastic Geek for Episode 1. New World Order. It's brought to you by Waving Kitty Sushi, where old
0: men eat. Pete, so excited to be kicking off our latest MCU podcast, our latest podcast period. This is of course hot on the heels of our wandavision experience covering those nine episodes over on that feed so if you are an old long-term listener welcome aboard if you are brand new welcome as well cannot wait to spend these six weeks covering the falcon and the winter soldier
1: and of course it's not just here matt that the action the podcasts are present
0: no, of course, we have our pop culture podcast feed where everything that we do ends up, whether it's uh, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, some of our Star Trek stuff, uh, other geeky goodness. Pete, looking ahead to something over there in the distinguished competition in the next uh, couple days. So it all ends up on FantasticGeek.com and the pop culture podcast.
1: And then, of course, if you want to pick and choose, we have all of WandaVision ready to go on just our WandaVision podcast by Fantastic Geek Feed. You go over to Star Trek Discovery. We've got an update there on all the Star Trek universe stuff. So plenty to talk about, but absolutely excited to talk to you about this episode. So, Matt, I hear a drop coming up.
0: To 25,000
1: feet. Let's jump into this episode. Our teaser, Matt, features an ironing patriot, Sam Wilson, reaching for his suit jacket next to Captain America's shield on the bed before placing it in a case. As the words of an elderly Steve Rogers from Avengers Endgame, also on Disney Plus, echo in his head, asking him. How it feels. Sam told him the shield seemed like someone else's, but Steve said it isn't. Into our title card here the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and out where a plane pierces the clouds before a major in voiceover briefs Sam on board on how the, how the high powered criminal organization known as LAF targeting the u.s military liaison captain the
0: indeed the baddies are we will find out in a four engine plane but also sam wilson and the air force in a different four engine plane um we are told that the baddies they're currently in tunisian airspace pete in a little while we're getting close to that libyan airspace back to the future fans know libyans Libyan's. trouble um sam is told to get in get out keep it subtle uh with that sam deploys his wings uh he is paired up via radio with lieutenant torres who's watching from the ground along with other uh, unnamed soldiers Uh, sam approaches the bad guy plane which uh, he discovers has already been hijacked the pilot does briefly notice him, uh, but Pete, it's Batrock! He's back from the Winter Soldier! He tells Louis, who's flying the plane, that he is seeing things in so many words. Uh, kill him. <laughs> yes. We move to the back of that plane in the cargo area where Vassant is flopping like a fish, or, en français, le poisson. <laughs>
1: Oui, oui. <laughs> uh i love that uh sam switches to the x-ray to be able to see this this after he saw the man in the co-pilot seat dead um and uh george batrock uh also known as the leaper in uh the comic marvel universe maybe that's gonna... a
0: name that's good to stay in the comics it, and not the mcu it, it,
1: It is. I mean, listen, it was cool when he showed up in um, the Winter Soldier and acrobatic and and fought Cap and everything there. And and now you bring him back. So another way to uh, reference that, you know, I haven't seen any buzzy articles yet referring to that as a Easter egg. Uh, Hopefully people, you know, have realized that's not an Easter egg. (laughs) That's just. A reference to an old work um but here uh, uh sam sends red wing to take the uh hatch out which is really cool with the laser and then he jumps in sending one of the guys out using his wings as a shield matt who needs cap's circular shield really uh, but of course, that ricochets and uh, plugs our old pal Louie up in the pilot seat a couple times. Uh, Batrock didn't kill him, but uh, those bullets did. Uh, the plane heads down before autopilot levels it out, and uh, that Sam was about to get Vasant out when Batrock attacks. I love the choreography in Side of the plane here. Matt, there are apparently people who watched this episode and said that this starts slow. So apparently, a man ironing and putting a shield thoughtfully in a case, you know, as foreshadowing for the rest of this episode, was too slow before a high octane, aerial filled, uh, you know, opening scene that's just movie quality
0: all the way. Pete, I think that we get the impression because of you know how time works that the ironing scene happens first. Again, that's usually things happen then things happen after the first thing i suspect that maybe they shot this uh episode scripted this episode whatever it might be with the intention of just starting cold uh in the good guy plane attacking the bad guy plane and then the ironing scene was maybe meant to be a bit of a take a breath before we go to the uh, national air and space museum in a little bit the fact that this scene comes first though i think is really hammering home the notion about what this episode, nay, what this six-episode season is about, which is Sam's ascension to the Captain America mantle, and yes, we can have a high-octane, super-fun, ten-minute action sequence that you know th- that that could be found to open a James Bond movie, but we take that prologue moment, whether it's chronologically intended to be at the beginning or not, we take that there uh, to properly square what this show is about um but of course we also have we're about to leave the plane uh in what ends up being a a a flying suit a wingsuit scene here wingsuit real not wingsuit falcon kind of way it's it's a good scene here it's not moonraker good nor is it point break good but that's because it has more story to tell they're going in and out of canyons there's an endless amount of bad guy helicopters and so forth <laughs>
1: there's five i counted them and that's not endless uh,
0: pete i think that look this is the mcu this is a place where there are magicians and there's purple grimaces and things of that sort the notion that the uh, the Batrock and company were going to uh, f- flying suit themselves into any one of the helicopters like it, it, it pushes credulity, but it's because we're back. It's a big, jazzy MCU action scene, and we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, even as Red Wing missiles one helicopter out of the sky and lasers down another,
1: yeah, taking out the rotor there, so two down Batrock. And uh, Vasant get into a third there. Uh, Actually, right before Sam gets to Vasant, he's ambushed. um, And Batroc tells them to keep on going here so that they can get to the border and they won't follow. Uh, And suddenly Sam is sitting in that third chopper, uh, which is a great moment. Uh, And Batroc and Vasant dive out. Uh, Sam blows up that charger with one of the Mandalorian's uh, charges that is in the Disney plus family. So he's allowed to use it. <laughs> uh, and then because he's been shot in uh, the, the jet pack, the thruster here malfunctions and uh, Torres uh, tells him they're about to head into Libyan airspace. Big problem, Matt, because of the used pinball parts we gave them uh you know so this is 2023 that this is taking place all the way back in
0: 1985 (laughs) um you may find yourself gripping your armchair in the lengthy canyon action scenes here oh my god
1: i mean the realism with which it's shot the the camera in front of faces and you know understand this is obviously green screen but it's not super noticeable green screen and you feel i mean if i had more hair on my head matt i think i would have felt the wind in it
0: well and that's why i reference moonraker and point break uh you don't get better than real and those are those those two are the best skydive scenes ever uh to be third place against moonraker and point break is pretty darn good uh particularly since i think point break those scenes were done against insurance recommendations or it was yeah, they didn't want patrick swayze up there so you want to tell me that you stuck uh you stuck your actors in a green screen to simulate you know a, a a head-mounted camera or something like that it's all good it's all fun i love the addition here you know missiles get fired at sam he's taking the missiles on a ride one gets a little loose takes out a chopper um and then the final missiles tailing sam who flies through the chopper grabs vassant and gets away. Uh, I was sure Batrock, it would be curtains for him again in the teaser act of another Marvel thing, but he leaps away. Uh, I was happy to see that whether he comes back or not. I was happy to see the Batrock lives, uh, takes the, the chopper with him and Pete in another movie. This is when uh, the James Bond song would start, <laughs> but instead uh, we're keeping things moving here.
1: Yeah. Taurus is not going to sing us one on the ground there instead to a Tunisian market cafe where he's grabbing the tea sam's rewiring red wing tourist tries to touch it uh that's uh the exposition effortless here sam explains he's been working with the air force for six months now you know so snap five years blip six months we got our time here approximately again uh, every time the Air Force touches old Red Wing, it gets all glitchy. Uh, but Torres says that the uh, techs can't keep up with a billion returning IP addresses. Okay, that's because billions of people are returning from uh, the blip, as well as his um, really good Stark level tech
0: during this first half of the scene torres is also fiddling with his phone at first i was thinking "Ooh, he's trying to take selfies next i was saying oh he's laying track for pete it's a marvel production so you know midway through are we going to find out that it was obadiah stain nay agatha nay torres all along no no pete they are sub th- th- they are subverting our expectations he instead is trying to find the flag smashers, tags, and such. You know, they leave augmented reality uh, uh, things for you to find on your phone. Pete, I was not a Pokemon whatever Go guy or whatever, but I understand the tech that they're using and flashback to when Pokemon Go uh, was a major hit, whatever summer that was. And I drove by the local. 2016 i drove by the local library where there literally were 75 to 100 people standing in silence as they found things on their phone so uh this less creepy than that
1: pete uh can you tell me more about the flag smashers so the flag smashers reach into the comic universe uh and obviously name checked here in this scene and we'll talk about them a little bit later on um but uh, torres has been stumbling into their manifestos on message boards um sam remarks that is this a new thing that bad guys give themselves names so a little hate towards uh the bad guys uh but torres says there's a lot worse names than that one which is an interesting statement evaluated against what matt mentioned before uh some of these people think that life was better during the blip torres who did not uh blip out says it wasn't they want the world unified without borders uh so sam directs torres to keep an eye on them he's going to track chatter uh but now we're going to talk about some other online chatter matt
0: well before we get there i was not sure what to expect from our bad guys uh for the series uh, based on uh based on the promotional stuff certainly the notion of you know their kind of mask wearing um you know chaos inducing agents i said okay i think i know what they are giving a proxy for in the real world and so forth uh it did it did give me pause they want a world that's unified without borders pete that's the star trek hope right that's that's not a bad thing in other fiction um so whether that is actually a lie which is i which i will discuss in theory segment or truthful but twisted or whatever i give the show props for at the very least giving the flag smashers a an apparent ideology that might start to make sense for a reasonable person as we dive into this relatively unknown world which is life six months after everyone returned
1: yeah there's a lot to evaluate with the subtext of the world situation you know on the on the meta level that we'll certainly go into but matt this theory that steve rogers is secretly operating from a moon base and therefore in the uh nick fury secret invasion uh disney plus movie coming up movie uh series coming
0: up pete they said that sam wilson looking dour in a dark suit was going to be at steve rogers's funeral pete no funeral here in fact the opposite the idea that he's been spirited away to the moon it sounds ridiculous to us in the real world but you're right with that added knowledge of Cut to WandaVision and scroll pointing up there, uh, as well as the end of uh Spider-Man Far From Home, which let's not forget takes place in three months after this episode. Uh, so that is to say, the the wind up for space stuff, space base things like that, not impossible. I guess we now have a theory on the board that Steve Rogers is out there and will impact the story in one way uh i know there's been rumors of of uh chris evans returning um but this definitely was also something i wasn't expecting sam of course laughs it all off anyhow he's got to get to washington what for he says moon stuff pete that's because he wants podcasters everywhere (laughs) to maybe keep this hope alive until we find out it was torres all along
1: and he's at the air and space museum so moon stuff
0: uh that is true and in washington dc sam is giving that speech at the air and space museum we see roadie and mr beard looking on i have Um,
1: beardo in my my notes pete you know he's
0: an important gentleman because he's got a silvery beard there Um, and he's
1: in two scenes (laughs) and he's in two that's true
0: um sam talks about new heroes ones that are suited for the time that we're in this shield Cut to wide shot. Where there it is, leaning against the uh, the lectern. This was uh, about the man who propped it up, not the shield itself. Sam says that we honor Steve's legacy, but also look to the future. With that, he hands it over. It is put into a case because Pete. Some things belong in a museum.
1: Yes, the white glove treatment here. Beardo thanks him for coming forward with the shield. It was the right decision. Huh? Uh, and Rhodey asks to take a walk. Uh, noticeably, Matt, it does not seem like Rhodey has braces on his legs anymore.
0: Ooh, that's a good catch, and I could just imagine five years of tech. Also, um, Don Cheadle says no more space (laughs) pants. Well, Um, to be,
1: to be fair in the, so the last time we'd seen him prior to this was at, tony stark's funeral and you gotta know to look for it more than notice it but he does have braces on outside his clothing in a suit there so all right is it hey they rigged me some slimmer stark tech that goes underneath my stylish pants because i'm don cheadle and also do i have to wear these anymore from a movie that we filmed six years ago that came out five years ago
0: pete i agree i want to add something to it you're forgetting the recent mcu answer to anything when you <laughs> don't know what to do it's you use a technology called nanobots pete there you go. how do they do it it's nanobots
1: yes that it... nano spine now there, there you go nano spine the uh the museum uh uh discussion here between Rody and sam uh we get the exposition that sam's been living at home with his sister and his nephews that when he left you know disappeared they were babies now they're little men uh Rody tells him he should bring them to dc so he could teach them to fly the right way um there's some real interesting stuff in the background uh in the walk here of course we see the bucky uh you know still on the display um thinks it's crazy uh that nobody's carrying the shield but sam reminds him how somebody didn't carry it for 70 years while steve was in the ice and then we see steve's motorcycle and his first shield on display and then we come to a part of the museum I like to call, let's really understand the magnitude of Roger's uh, career. We've got the vanished, the, the names of everybody who disappeared in the blip, which is also name checked. You got to really look, but there's uh, a headline on the display, out of hiding, New York under attack that shows one of Thanos's circular ships Um, And then a final mission for Cap, uh, assuming the story is that he died in that final mission.
0: Uh, We also get some contextualizing for the world that we are in. Um, Rhodey notes that lately nobody is stable, which uh, Pete feels oddly familiar Um, the notion that alliances are gone, friends now enemies, enemies now friends, and that sort of thing. Uh, It is reiterated again that a symbol is needed, and uh, Rhodey says it's a new day, brother. And uh, Pete, with that, are you ready to, to go back in time to another time, another place?
1: Wait, this doesn't take place immediately after this last thing because of magic editing? What are you trying to say, Matt?
0: um uh, pete listen i will admit on first view uh i thought it took place now um and then in a little bit when the phrase hail hydra is stated i said wait a minute they don't say that anymore um (laughs) uh oh uh and at the conclusion of the scene the different hairstyle should also be a clue but i think the fact that it is not abundantly clear the fact that we don't get five years ago or whatever it is it's to the credit of the story because Uh, We're meant to be a little confused by what we see.
1: And and Pete, what do we see? So in a hotel here a half hour before last call, uh, an Asian gentleman uh, says that he needs to go prepare for tomorrow's session. Uh, Separate from him, we see uh, non-uniform security, one of whom gets ripped through a wall. There had also been a uh, fairly noticeable shadow kind of in the in the ceiling light prior to that um and then of course it's the winter soldier so this is a flashback nightmare uh so that would have been a really difficult superimpose five years ago nightmare
0: all i know is pete two things there are two standouts from this scene first is excellent fight here excellent fight choreography and so forth many guards taken out the target choked out with that hail hydra uh pete also i know that we're watching something from the land of disney because i counted it up i stopped and went frame by frame number of drops of blood is zero because in the mcu nay in the land of mouse people don't
1: bleed and you know what I mean, it works. The the sound certainly uh, sell it in terms of not only the gunfire, but the throwing of knives and then, you know, choking out the target. What I appreciated the most about this scene, which is a real thing. So uh, ultimately we learn, of course, that this is Yuri's uh, son. He is overloaded with adrenaline and can't put the key in the door, which is a real thing people lose fine motor skills at a time of crisis um and that the punctuation of the nightmare is the winter soldier drawing the gun and shooting it smash to uh james bucky barnes waking up sleeping flat on the floor in front of the tv
0: yeah i love that little visual i think on the one hand there are Approximately three hundred minutes to tell this entire six episode story, so you have more time for little things. You also uh Pete,, uh, I swear I wasn't setting this up as a joke or a dig. You don't have a ton of time in any of these episodes to do prolonged slow motion and things like that. Point being you need to keep things moving a certain pace and to to see for long enough to let your eyes kind of digest it, but to see. There he is, sleeping in a place that people don't consider a bed. You know, like if he woke up on the couch, you'd say, I've been there. I've taken a nappy nap on the couch. Hey, uh, maybe he was super tired. Watch some, watch some vids, and then he falls asleep, and it's the next morning. Like, hey, I personally haven't been there, but I understand that. Sleeping on the floor, it's suggestive of Guy on the Wild. You know, it's suggestive, frankly, of, you know, the 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 trope that also is not a trope. You know, the, the soldiers who can't can't sleep comfortably in the bed need to sleep on the floor with a rock the for a right yeah
1: absolutely yeah. which brings us to Dr. Raynor here asking uh, James if he still or Mr. Barnes as she initially refers to him if he still has nightmares he says no but she knows him long enough to know when he's lying he's a little off today did something happen recently? Uh he's now when we get through the exposition of, of the scene, naturally, he's now a civilian. Um the uh the, his history, however, uh they need to know that he's not gonna. And I love uh Dr. Raynor's affect of raising the arm <laughs> because that's the character's, you know, signature thing here, the uh the now Vibranian arm that he has. Um, this is a condition of his pardon his uh therapy um he insists he did not have a nightmare which triggers her to write in her notebook uh and he also has a notebook uh that has to do with his list of amends and somebody he's recently crossed off matt tell us about senator atwood
0: we'll get to the good or not so good senator in a moment i just wanted to point out i think it's unusual to have a therapist character who is so abrasive and i think initially you're like oh ha 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 bucky's just you know uh, remaining evasive to her no i she is abrasive and i think it's a genius well first of all she's abrasive to keep the scene not just moving for pace but to really dig through those things in two minutes not you know not two hours uh, add to that it's a genius move to have her be a former soldier so it's mm-hmm. not just you know tell me about why you're scared of thunderstorms is it because when you were a child you had a bad thunderstorm and the tree came down like this is this is a, a this is a military therapist uh, pete of which i know nothing i'm just projecting onto tv here but you know so it's a military therapist bringing You know, tougher, tougher actions for somebody who's been through a much tougher thing than, than than, let's say, your run of the mill therapist and your run of the mill therapy patient. But Pete, on to Senator Atwood. I don't know where this show gets these ideas. The idea that there is an elected federal official who's been up to no uh, good—a Hydra operative. (laughs) <laughs> indeed um somebody who was uh promoted while senator atwood was a hydra uh operative while of course the winter soldier was a hydra operative he
1: got her elected matt he started as an intern he was getting coffee first and ultimately he got her elected from you know the boots on the ground
0: <sighs> it's uh pete
1: so many thoughts let's just
0: say uh yeah hydra hydra is a problem um i like too that we get the the tale of senator atwood essentially i don't know how it was written but the way it's produced here it gives us this intercutting back and forth between the therapy session and bucky in action uh the three rules to make amends rule one do nothing illegal um he's here locked the congressman and her assistant or pardon me the senator and her assistant uh in the car and he's taken over the control of it you know remote control style uh he's recorded the fact that they're going to off a congressman rule two congressman lockhart ooh, there you go rule two no one gets hurt uh no one really gets hurt you know bucky punches out her guard her assistant whatever it is Uh, then rule three make amends he smiles at her tells the (laughs) senator that he's there to make amends Uh, he his he's james buchanan barnes uh and look he's making amends uh with that he steps away just as law enforcement moves in to take her in pete what a crazy idea that senator atwood's going to jail for conspiring with people like
1: hydra and then we get the notebook uh all sorts of names in there matt the the most notable of course is an h zemo so apparently uh bucky needs to make amends with helmet zemo uh did did the winter soldier kill the family not ultron could this effectively change things we will have to wait and see but it won't hurt us to speculate there's some other names we're going to look at as well in the theory segment Uh, pw hauser comes to mind but atwood is crossed off bucky insists there's no nightmares he trusts people but good old dr Raynor. she wants to see his phone you know his flip phone uh there's not 10 numbers in here You're ignoring texts from Sam, so she knows of their relationship there. And she is the only person he's called all week. And this is where her history uh, as a soldier comes up here, that she's seen uh, bad things happen, and that she knows that uh, he's got to make connections in order for him to grow Uh, she said she was an excellent soldier but she's seen a lot of dead bodies and she knows that that can shut you down he's gotten his mind back he's been pardoned he's free but bucky openly ponders to do what
0: The story moves to brooklyn where bucky breaks up a dust-up between yuri and unique pete that's like monique but with a u
1: unique new york
0: oh there you go sam and yuri are off to lunch at a sushi place uh yuri while there pushes bucky on a date with leah pete now that's a character name that we're getting from imdb don't believe it's said in the course of the episode so we'll keep an eye because imdb is pretty good but not flawless but uh pete can we provisionally say leah
1: yes it's definitely uh an actress i had seen in the second season of the terror uh that yori kind of gives the the uh the the momentum for uh bucky uh to go on a date here of course she accepts uh tomorrow night after her shift at 10 o'clock um great use of and obviously it's it's going to be a punchline and it should be a punchline in this type of entertainment much like it was with steve rogers but here kind of the persistent sadness and the reintegration around bucky you know that it feels like he hasn't danced since 1943 oh you know i'm 106 all that and you know he can make the jokes and the audience if they don't already know from the Marvel cinematic universe comes to know, uh, that, you know, he's not joking and Stan sells it so well across these scenes, you know, whether it's the, the previous scene, the, the smile in two locations in, you know, smiling at Senator Atwood and then smiling to, uh, Dr. Raynor and here kind of the, the, the sad smile (laughs) that he projects really, really well done.
0: Yeah, and again it's this scene is doing things at a at a pace that you might not think in six hour long episodes or six 45 minute episodes but there's this desire to to keep things moving indeed even in a scene where you're like why is he hanging out with Yuri?" i, I think that's this unstated um this unstated thing here a lesser show might have proxy of the audience person or you might have you know a, a, another character the, the the greeter at the door say "Why well, is the winter soldier hanging out with an old guy like that instead it's just it's it, it, it's calm and it's cool we can kind of wonder it if you don't wonder it okay this is an old guy that he's befriended like you can you can both have the mystery and not have the mystery because we're going to get answers soon enough indeed yuri takes a moment to reflect on the loss of his late son he was just working abroad and killed. Wrong place, wrong time. Yuri will never know the truth. I have to admit, Pete, as I was watching this the first time, I was not making a connection to any prior scenes. Um, Me neither.
1: Yeah, it, I think it's and it's t- kind of the thing that was in plain sight on retrospect. And then you're like, okay, when they show the, the photo later on and you put it all together, it's really, really subtly handled well done big shout out so glad that henry jackman who had done the music for both winter soldier and uh, civil war has returned here and we get that you know eerie winter soldier theme here as yori's telling this sad tale about his son which still doesn't help us understand oh he's he done done it uh and then he closes his eyes here But Matt, take us to Delacroix, Louisiana. We have Sam
0: driving past the bayou, making his way to the Wilson Family Seafood Dock. The boys see that Uncle Sam is back. I have to admit, Pete, I was like, oh my goodness, it's Uncle Sam, the prospective future Captain America. Who works
1: for Uncle
0: Sam. There you go. Um, he's there mostly to see his uh, sister sarah they marvel at the family boat just (laughs) barely held together and whatnot they had an agreement to not sell uh, the boat uh, but sam's been gone and dusted while she lives five years in the real world Uh, we have some time passing again and they keep talking about the family business she's looking to work her way out of it on her own Uh, whereas sam has an idea fix fix up the boat make it a charter boat as well as a working one a loan can consolidate things for them but you know are the banks looking out for them pete we'll see the answer in a bit
1: yeah this idea of a big business but sam uh is going to help set this appointment here back to brooklyn where bucky shows up at his date with some flowers a Gesture hearkening back, of course, to a different time. Uh the young lady here asks about uh post blip dating, which I've gotta admit, Matt, is a is an interesting aspect to think about. Uh he's he's tried online dating, a lot of weird pictures, particularly tiger photos.
0: Um I Pete, I don't quite know what to make of those tiger photos, but um yeah there's there's a sadness here to Sebastian Stan's uh performance it did have me wondering not that this is a full-blown theory question i suppose but it had me wondering how famous are the avengers how famous is a winter soldier who let's not forget was wanted in europe x number of years ago H- heck how long even is the cultural memory if you lived through the last five years and presumably there were things like you know at the worst you know food shortages and supply chain stuff and and you know basic desires for clean water and and, and stuff like that do you even care that he you know like is this like oh man this is a this is somebody who was uh, you know a hot youtuber 10 years ago but now who cares Uh, So Pete, I'll ask you, does Leah know that this is the Bucky
1: Barnes? I doubt it. I mean, the question about the gloves and the explanation, but, you know, I think the haircut goes a long way in terms of selling this as well. We've only seen him, you know, in the modern time with the longer hair, and yeah could somebody place his face they they certainly could but i do not think the connections uh meant to be made here oh you were the terrorist that uh your buddy captain america tracked down and then we got you on brainwashed in wakanda and they gave you a different arm and yada 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 i don't think that's the case um we get the the admonishment that uh his hold up over the online dating makes him sound like her dad somebody he's older than at 106 which he straight up admits but it's taken as humor and there's again that that laugh and the look that, that we know uh what he's he's doing here uh he tries to slow down the old waving kitty as uh, she goes to get a couple more beers so they're going to play battleship
0: pete look it's been probably 20 years since i played battleship um I, i i didn't know that one could modify it as a drinking game um it's also a really wise use here because it's an excuse to talk you know it it's not the rules of the battleship drinking game are clear enough if you miss you take a drink but it's also a way to loosen the lips uh indeed pete loose lips may or may not sink ships in battleship um but we get some great exposition here he has a sister but his parents are gone uh she thinks it's sweet that he spends time with yuri again we're told how losing his son was so difficult pete i don't know if in the coming couple of years out of marvel or out of anywhere in pop culture if we're going to get uh what is grief if not love persisting i don't know that we're going to do better than that but the little mini monologue here is heartbreakingly beautiful you call a guy who lost his wife a widower you call children without parents an orphan but there is no name for someone who's lost his son I, i mean
1: that's been done before though so i gotta call that number okay. one I, i've seen that elsewhere here's where it works it's enough to trigger him to leave the date and go check on yori where we get the full recognition here he is on the amends list and that he's circled that he can't bring himself to tell Yuri and further break his heart because they've formed this bond here is just so heartbreaking um so that he pays him instead for lunch he forgot to give him the money we see the shrine the photo uh and it it just is is left unchecked i'm very anxious to know whether this will even be returned to
0: Pete, the story moves back to Louisiana where the Wilsons are packing up food and prepping for that bank visit. Great life advice here. You're either early or late. Um, We then move to Switzerland where Torres is walking at night. One phone kind of recording from his chest, the other one bringing him to another geotagged augmented reality kind of spot. Uh, He does ask for a little Sense he asks in German, Pete, uh, what's the plan here exactly? Uh, we don't hear the answer, we do hear some whistles made. Uh, all of a sudden, masks are being handed out. Uh, it's the the, the black mask with the red hand on it. Um, all of a sudden, by two a woman by a woman,
1: uh, probably emphasis Nest actress, uh, Erin Kellerman, but we we never uh, definitively know that it's her. We see the red hair,
0: uh, with that, two bags are thrown from several stories up at the bank uh, in which the the group is thusly assembled um the masks all of a sudden run around it's very clear that the the rank and file mask wearing person is here just to help make chaos
1: it's festival matt <laughs> you are uh, gu- not of the body
0: indeed red hour red hour red hand it's all connected um guards start to go after the thief then the thief hands them off to two others um along the way torres gets initially tackled and he he untackles himself um he goes after who i'm calling pete thief number one who is not the the female character at least i don't believe so uh Long-haired we do see
1: some... bad guy oh
0: there you go uh thief number one kicks a guard very very far uh and then after a, a quick struggle here torres attempting to arrest him torres is knocked out a kick to the head, body uh,
1: slammed thrown up in the air and body slammed i think we might be dealing with an enhanced in the field oh,
0: pete you're not supposed to say it yet you're not supposed to say it <laughs> pete take us to the bank
1: at the bank meeting here and i think it's the type of thing we know going in it's not going to work out of course the banker uh recognizes sam somehow did you play for lsu And then that Sam Wilson uh, does the little wings with the hands and allows him to uh, essentially uh, be spotted here, okay? The banker gets a selfie, uh, but Sam quickly pivots to the idea that they're going to turn the, um, the, the service into a fish and charter model, Uh, but wait a minute. Uh, how, how do you even make money Does Stark pay you guys? Uh, my condolences, by the way, the, uh, banker says, but he's got no income. Sam does of course, over the last five years, because wherever he went, he didn't make money. Um, and, uh, that they would still qualify for an SBA loan under the old rules, which have apparently tightened up uh, after the blip drain on resources, perhaps on, on currency, I think further uh, seeding for future storytelling. Uh, and then the banker has the audacity after leading them down uh, without the, um, the denial yet of the loan, but to ask uh, Sam for a selfie with his arms out uh, leading miss the widow wilson uh to laugh and then the kicker that the bank that they've banked with for generations cannot approve them uh the discussion outside here that the wilson's father was a giant and uh now they're they're pushed to these uh limits but sam does not want to sell his family's legacy
0: Indeed, the, you see the family tension here. Sarah reiterating that uh, she's been doing all the hard work of life while Sam is off fighting armies and monsters. She doesn't fault him for it, but just this notion of, uh, you know, I think essentially that he's trying to operate now in the, in the normal world. I won't say real world, but in the normal world, uh, after having been successful in this extraordinary space, uh, back at the boat sam is trying to get the engine started no dice there as well Uh, i wonder pete if you know do we have a triumphant and i'm being rather serious here do we get a triumphant engine starts scene you know towards the end of the the series to show that things are different um he's interrupted with torres texting him get to a secure line uh which is apparently his iphone back when they're in the house uh so be, if nothing else you can trust uh apple's encryption even in 2023 i guess um we have Torres sharing footage of uh bad guy number one thief number one there uh the presumed leader of the flag smashers um we see that video again of the super kick could it be uh uh no 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 sam cuts him off don't don't say enhanced individual uh, or or pete maybe it's even the 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 formerly other no-no word in the mcu the Hmm. m word maybe maybe this is where you know we spent a lot of time we spent a lot of time on the wandavision mephisto (laughs) (laughs) is it
1: mephisto Uh, i don't think it's mephisto and in in this marvel podcast where we speculate it's mephisto
0: um we had spent time in the wandavision podcast talking about the fact that that show was planned second, so maybe some of the larger universe reveals and sizzle and whatnot. Maybe that was intentionally not there because Falcon the Winter Soldier did it first. We have of course have just not seen it first. so anything's possible, Pete. But Sam says, let's keep this between us with that,
1: Pete. the breaking news take us to it. Uh, so Sarah says he needs to look at the TV here and then uh secretary Beardo. Uh, explains that unrest in the wake of recent events has left us, you know, America, uh, vulnerable, Um, and that a hero is needed to defend the country, to inspire us again to be a symbol. So on the behalf of the Department of Defense and the president, we will welcome the new Captain America, from behind, exiting the building, we see the shield. We see the helmet. However, there's some subtle differences. The uh, the A that is a star uh, on the helmet. And then we see the stripes across the chest. And Matt, maybe the most punchable face ever.
0: Pete, we head to the credit sequence, which is kind of... Classic Marvel in its appearance. I only mention that because, again, you know, on Wandavision, it was just—it was a different experience. It was another worldly experience. Um, among the uh, among things that jumped out at me for the credits was the visual presence of Sharon Carter, but not the credit uh, for the actress, uh, given as how she does not appear in the episode. I guess Pete, they just didn't want to do alternate uh, credits. Uh, I'll Also mention. Sebastian Stan was credited first. Right. Now in WandaVision, Bettany and Olsen would trade each week who got the first mention. Um not that it's not a
1: huge leave with Anthony Mackey in this episode though.
0: Well, I I would agree, unless it's look, if you're gonna say, All right, all right, you know, gents, you're gonna share top billing in posters and whatnot, we're gonna split the credit. Uh let's work backwards here if this ends with anthony Mackey, this six episode thing ends with anthony Mackey as captain america he deserves top billing in the last episode which means he might get episodes two four and six and you give sebastian stan one three and five um again a small thing but an
1: important thing nonetheless we have uh john walker on a cap is back uh poster speculation of course is that he's not playing a new captain america but rather the comic character of u.s agent yeah and i
0: think if nothing else (laughs) i like the inclusion there i mean it's been out there for a year plus that you know he's playing that the actor is playing john walker and you know and and so on and so forth it's just a nice little extra bit just in case anybody in the audience was like chris evans looks different (laughs) no the the credits show you it's a different it's a different character let alone you know the
1: actor The photoshopping of the old man from up in the Captain America helmet that's since gone viral on social media is the the perfect way to show. And uh we have Mary Kirk later, of course, the grand dame of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with her costume explanation here, which she is far more uh, you know, knowledgeable than anybody on this podcast to explain pete i didn't see daniel
0: brohl in the credits what's up with that i thought he was our bad guy
1: well we saw his character with a mask on in the credits here which is enough for me until we get him in the mask
0: what's in your notebook about this episode pete first one for me the flag smashers do they really want what their politics say or is that a cover for dullards to buy into their chaos club
1: (laughs) i gotta wonder what's worse than the flag smashers that torres teases there's there's worse ones out there all right is that zemo will zemo somehow co-op them is it that he is using them as a front and doing his own nefarious things we're we're given just the crumbs at this point and uh thank goodness it'll only be a week until we see the next one
0: yeah i, I as i said in the recap i'm just i mean blown away is overdoing it a little bit but i'm just so surprised that the the, the one sentence mission statement mm-hmm. of the flag smashers is a unified planet uh because that sounds good and that sounds good after five years of uh you know if you if you didn't get blipped away after five years of chaos and indeed we've had it suggested to us five years of in some quarters unprecedented cooperation that you know Cooperation plus billions of people back sounds like a good thing. Now, where the truth lies, I guess uh, time will tell.
1: And that's very much it, because there is some incongruity, okay? Uh, So we're told at the Smithsonian by Sam that people reappeared, you know, and himself, after five years, sending the world into turmoil, and that we need new heroes, Rody says that the world's crazy now and nobody's stable allies are now enemies and then uh sarah says that the world was broken and uh half the world returned and then she says now we're back to normal so it makes sense that the military people would know a little bit more but it doesn't line up
0: well, it might be that there's local stable and then there's, you know, international unstable.
1: I got to ask, too, though, the, the real of it is so half of all life disappeared and then came back. Uh, wouldn't that be a uh, uh, wouldn't that be the perfect you know, let's all come together moment. We're all back now. I mean, yes, strain of resources and an extended amount of time that people had disappeared for and all that, you know, the, the thing that's been in my mind once we've finally beaten COVID-19 and, you know, the day that we hear not one case was was reported around the world, right? Like we're going to have the Ewok celebration, Okay, fireworks are going to go off and, you know, I'm going to do the bongos on stormtrooper heads. Uh, But like, why is there turmoil? I'm struggling a little bit. Yes, people attempting to take advantage. People are also trying to take advantage when half of all life disappeared. Hence, Hawkeye going all Ronin and everything there. But. We need some more. I think there's a financial component to it, given that what we saw with the flags matchers was a theft, given the inclusion of the bank storyline and the, you know, big business, which is easy to vilify. But I, I think there's a lot more going on.
0: I, I can, you know, I'm no economics expert. I can kind of vaguely imagine that if you double the population tomorrow, well, you don't have enough. Today, you don't have enough farmers uh you know growing enough ears of corn etc to feed everybody tomorrow and even if tomorrow the farmers start uh uh, growing twice as much well it's going to take time for that corn to grow and so forth i feel like six months is i feel like six months is, is, is a smart time for the show to have chosen because there probably was you know moon landing era um brotherhood and sisterhood for the first week or month or whatever it might be but at a certain point you know divisions start to arise and you know you have the division
1: got taken out of sword (laughs)
0: uh that's a different kind of different kind of thing but i i can see how it might be the case and maybe somebody online is going to do the deep dive and do the you know i'm an economics wonk and a marvel wonk and here we go here's the explanation i think at the very least pete it's one of those things that in the course of the 42 minutes of this episode uh the the unrest is because the episode says so
1: so the idea of sam ultimately resuming custody of the shield after giving it up hence the arc everything like that but did he not take it up because his wings form a shield of its own
0: (laughs) no i think that it's you know it's it's representative of what really is at the heart of this show which is among other things it's an attempt i think to take the power uh the popular power of uh marvel studios films and to do more than have cgi battles with a light sky uh or or light shining up to the sky um it will mean something when sam wilson takes up the mantle of captain america it will mean something in the mcu it'll mean something in our world um i think that it's an interesting journey for him to not feel ready for that um it it also frankly works narratively because i think it's the the backbone of these six episodes um but i think that i think that on the one hand it kind of tracks for him as a as a humble person you know for whom glory is not sought i mean that of course the the first the first defining characteristic of a captain america um but i not only does it track with him as a character i think the the dramatic thrust that the show has given itself it's just it's exactly what they want to do and exactly in the right amount while then also giving us high-flying action and and intrigue and things of that sort.
1: The bit with Sam using Arabic in Tunisia and Torres hearing that, I think is interesting when we consider, too, and it's part of, if you haven't watched, the Marvel Legends, that they make the point to let us know that sam lost a wingman and we've never gotten that story and i think it's a fair uh, assumption that at some point his loss his trauma and the reason why he got into helping people prior to meeting steve rogers was out of that experience as uh, a member of the pararescue forces
0: I would agree, and I'd add to it that I think that it shows um, it shows a uh, it shows a respectful version of uh, you know these these two members of uh, of the military. I mean, I know Sam is what independent contractor that sort of thing, but it, it kind of shows a good a good neighbor aspect to it that that I think tracks with what they're trying to do uh not just with sam wilson but also with torres who i am super glad did not get a scene in this episode where he says all right lead hand guy i'm in i'm getting to know the falcon better like could could we have the marvel twist again uh with uh with torres we certainly could but in this episode we have enough going on we don't need kind of you know extra intrigue
1: bucky getting pardoned is a really interesting decision obviously he helped defend earth on uh, at the battle of wakanda um but has he really done enough and he was at the the stark compound for the battle of uh the stark compound of the avengers compound for avengers endgame but you know 50 years worth of assassinations and everything. I, gotta think it might have been a lot
0: i mean it suits the story i kind of buy it somebody who's helped save the planet twice uh once unsuccessfully and once very successfully add to it you know it was it, it was not me it was the winter soldier like that whole aspect to it which is which is a legitimate one to me it works i think the notion of conditions of parole and and whatnot it kind of adds to the authenticity of okay we're going to separate you know before snap and after snap and you helped us out right before the snap and you helped us out after the snap um which of course for some people was instantaneous uh but you know i think to add to it hey you are a damaged person who the system needs to keep an eye on you know whatever that whatever that exact nature is of you know parole and the parole officer is checking in that you showed up for therapy and whatnot to kind of keep dibs on him and to also reward him for the job he has done to help the planet to me it all tracks
1: who is dr space cape
0: (laughs) i assumed it was dr strange although i don't quite sarah see. says
1: she he was fighting dr space cape which leads you to believe it's thanos or one of the children of thanos
0: none of which i recall having a cape um pete maybe it's their version you know ever since uh, the movie the social network now if you want to sound intentionally stilted about a technology thing you call it the the twitter the facebook the whatever maybe that's mcu slang for you know all those crazy you know they wouldn't say comic book heroes but comic book villains but that sort of thing um pete maybe it's an unseen battle that happened after the return you know maybe there was some um thrilling post wandavision pre falcon and the winter soldier uh, comic adventure that will show up someday particularly we're at this really weird point in the marvel chronology where everything continues to be out of order you know spider-man far from home has yet to happen and this show takes place five and three quarter months after the end of wandavision and which takes place almost immediately after endgame and it's all just all over everywhere so sure dr space cape the deleted scene (laughs) episode episode seven pete is going to be that
1: uh what else does sam think this flag smashers thing could be that he swears torres to just keep it between the two of them
0: well and i think that's the interesting you know the interesting thing also hidden in plain sight like the yuri stuff uh earlier the fact that sam doesn't even want to whisper that there could be powered individuals out there is awfully strange because they're at a point now in the mcu where at least according to the calendar, which is to say, notwithstanding your experience of five years or not five years, but we are 15 years post, uh, you know, I am Iron Man. So the idea of powered people shouldn't be that unusual. The fact that he's trying to keep it quiet, I mean, is it because, what, there's no Avengers to call anymore to deal with that? I kind of would buy it. Uh, Is it because... i'm pete i'll I'll just keep going for the gold here one of these podcasts are going to be correct is it because there's a new way that people are enhanced and that we really are that this is the first uh the first little thread to take us to mutants um i really like that as an idea i know that we spent many wandavision episodes swinging at that one and struck out every time um but pete it's still just as viable
1: the, the leader of the Flag Smashers has to be Mephisto, right? <laughs> or Magneto. <laughs> One
0: of those two for sure. Something
1: that starts with an M. Uh, but Matt, led by us, uh, we have an entire, you know, you've got uh, Red Sox Nation, and then you've got uh, Yankees Universe. But we have an entire galaxy of fans with the PH uh, for Fantastic Geek. On patreon.com slash fantastic geek.
0: Pete, they keep us aloft in our four engine plane. You know, little known fact that we record. Uh, from a c-130 uh, bomber i don't know if a c-130 is a thing i don't know but pete there we are aloft in the sky and it all made possible by those who support us uh, over there on patreon.com slash fantastic cool. uh, keeping gas in the engines and keeping the the bandwidth and the storage and the bleeps and the bloops pete all done behind billions of ip addresses and whatnot so our thanks to those who continue to support us
1: everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content could come in the way of early listens could be stuff you're only going to find there. You place the value on the podcast when you can contribute. And if you can't head over to Apple podcasts, leave us a rating takes seconds, Matt. We have our first drive by one star uh rating left to uh this feed which is a red badge of courage because they were all five stars prior to that with actual reviews written behind them uh but if you can't contribute another way to help us out more people can uh get in touch in sync with what we're doing
0: all right open those flip phones let's check some listener feedback pete we start with our traditional uh fantastic geek twitter poll here uh what did people think of the episode we'll go from bottom to top one star b8 sucker got zero percent two stars pardon got 3.1 percent three stars journal time got 35 percent and then four stars got a marvel at it got 62.5 percent so tons of enthusiasm there we heard first from pete my captain your captain noel gardner that's at noel camille on twitter who says so great to see sam and bucky in home environments good establishing uh, episode to recap some and introduce others to the mcu i already know where my hayward hatred will be aimed Ooh. uh next comes from hail hydra that's at hydra lives pete the show gave hail hydra a shout out what a, lucky, he what a did. lucky person uh first scene awesome stunt work flag smashers bucky's flip phone he's 106 notice zemo on the amends list that he killed yuri's son yuri's son obviously talking about bucky here ouch sam's sister said dr space cape phanos or strange laying the groundwork for a personal connection so marvel and Unsnyder.
1: hate the new cap <laughs> it's new coke
0: uh we heard (laughs) (laughs) heard from lmd mary that's at geek kirk it's obvious with the return of a previous villain and the cameo in the first 15 minutes that this was supposed to be our introduction to the mcu on disney plus pete i will agree with mary although i think that among other things i like that chronologically um Mm -hmm. wandavision comes first also I don't know. I think this is a this is one entrance. Wandavision is another. You know, not that Mary is complaining, but no complaints out of me. Going back to Mary's words, that said, it also confirms to me what I anticipated after Wandavision. This is going to be about the characters first and foremost. What's going on with them as people, which is what I've always wanted.
1: Yeah, and I think Mary's correct in that they reach back for Bethrock. That they incorporated here hey it, it's all connected right matt
0: yeah and you know what the wanda vision lesson in that sense wanda vision set out the goal of marvel studios on disney plus in a way that maybe this show uh doesn't or doesn't need to but for that show to say you have no idea what's going on in the beginning and by the end hey we stuck with our premise which was it's about these characters don't look for you know avengers initiative moments all that time that's the icing on the cake that's not the main course um speaking of the main course pete if you thought that this uh, episode was just going to be bone crunching action and buddy jokes and whatnot uh jordan and the winter soldier that's at mighty underscore jor said i like how they're shining light on issues like race in america mental health poverty political extremism they laid the groundwork for a great story um and that was echoed by andre yeager at dr polo in 1983 perfect setup episode establishes where both sam and bucky are in their lives right now can't wait for next week uh, we also heard from J Philly B. That's at J Philly B4Fandom. Really enjoyed it. Love all the backstory and character development we're getting. Other than Zemo and Yuri's son, any other recognizable names from Bucky's list? Love the visual parallel to Cap's to-do list from Winter Soldier. So, Pete, are there any names that you wanted to cover that we didn't discuss thus yeah, far? Yeah,
1: quite a few there. So we've got a Rostov, which could be colonel andre rostov aka the red barbarian uh somebody that uh bucky had tangled with before of course uh pw hauser which we referred to and there's an actor named pw hauser but that's not what this could be a reference to this is somebody in the comics uh by that name um we also had uh what was the other ones here um f ganad i talazar h henriksen n Sari, t osman l kaminsky m kaminsky and c kusnetsov uh so beyond of course uh zemo and uh the other ones some of those other characters uh popping up principally you had um so len kaminsky here uh this was an assistant editor at marvel comics which is pretty cool uh c kuznetsov uh dr kuznetsov uh from the marvel universe uh s whitaker um, this could be somebody who was a, uh, a comic book creator. So, you know, some of it are uh, references to the comics. Others, you know, these are nods to people in comic history, and I think it works uh, best with both.
0: Back to Twitter, we go from Jackie Wolf. That's at Jackie Wolf. I was a little surprised to see so much time devoted to the boat backstory, but I'm hoping it will play into the larger storyline and not be a smokescreen. No, the I'm boat still is not. is Mephisto. <laughs> uh, Jackie says, No, I'm still not over Pietro. Why do you ask? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, we heard from Spider Ham Lincoln. That's at TessLC139. Opening scene Sam is the new Iron Man tunisian air fight with Batrock was spectacular great to see Rhodey. the personal lives of sam and bucky were a nice way to open the series to reintroduce us to these characters etc and he says i already hate the new captain america We heard from uh, armor 79 i think this was a great episode it established the story going forward while delving deeper into the consequences of the blip I cannot think of one series with a beginning episode that had four star qualities using the metrics that some folks use. Uh, and we also heard from ian silverman that's at sylvie s-i-l-v-y underscore 76 uh, great first episode surprising but in a good way that we initially see title characters not together but involved in their own stories great typical mcu mix of huge action sequences and deep character discussions fascinating early look at how the show will tackle issues of race not just sam being denied by the bank but also the government wanting a new captain america but not wanting it to be sam bucky's amends list has great potential as a storyline too my biggest beef not sure flag smashers is a great name for a major baddie organization <laughs> i don't know it it pete it captures what they want to do in two words uh so at least from a, from a branding perspective it, it has legs
1: yeah it's one that um there could be some other takes on yeah <laughs>
0: uh then one more tweet here from ian that says thanks so much guys i discovered you partway through watching wandavision and listening to you has greatly enhanced my viewing and understanding of that show looking forward to more of the same with the falcon and the winter soldier a soldier stay fantastic and pete as you know that's with the ph
1: there you go i mentioned uh mary before having uh some background in terms of costuming that's of course geek kurt lmd mary um and uh in a, in a private conversation, Matt, she had told me that the the designers are genius here for the U.S. agent costume, uh, for making a good-looking man look so effing—I gotta clean that up a little bit for Apple Podcast—squished and repulsive in that costume.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a handsome man in real life, but uh, sometimes the story calls for otherwise. Uh, pete some discussion from first mike Sorensen, uh then Amerowitch, uh about the pacing mike says i've already seen uh, that's a uh, bad wolf underscore media by the way that's mike i've already seen people saying it started off too slow i couldn't possibly disagree more no it wasn't a short movie it was the first chapter to a book there was heroism humor and heartbreak what more could you really ask for in a chapter one situation uh, and then Amerowitch saying, if this is slow, it's because of the world building. This is a fine wine. You don't drink the bottle in one night like cheap vodka.
1: <laughs> I, I don't see the slowness of it. I really didn't.
0: Uh, a couple more tweets here um, from uh, Steve Thurbridge. He says, good start. our uh, pieces put in place? Characters get space to drive the story. Uh, yeah. Then, no Sharon or Zemo? which seems to be the case uh we heard from bike brh on twitter just three stars but that's all it had to be it was mostly laying pipe table setting moving pieces etc for the rest of the series and that does not a four star episode make um if they are still table uh, if they're still table setting in episode two that would be a problem and then armor 79 that's armor 6179 replied but shouldn't each episode be weighted accordingly i think it's unfair to give each episode the same weight when obviously the beginning episode has to lay groundwork for the rest of the series pete i would say this i'm with bike brh that it's it's okay to say this was not the greatest episode I ever saw because it is setting up the other episodes. I think that you can just say, How was your slice of this episode? and say, it was a three out of four, and I know why. I know why this was not uh, Eye of the Beholder, the Twilight Zone episode, because that episode did everything it needed to do in 25 minutes. This is setting up more. I know why this I would call Eye of the Beholder five out of four. I know why this is not the Voyager pilot episode. Um because that's doing one bit of story lifting lifting this is doing another and i think it's no disrespect in my mind to give it a three out of four because you know the work that it's doing it's okay we're looking at one episode out of six so your thoughts pete on can we objectively or at least personally objectively rate episodes on an arbitrary number system on twitter
1: there is no denying that this is the best the falcon and the winter soldier episode to date
0: rounding out the tweets that we got first one up is tara james it's at lulu may 1914 tara says i like character-driven stories so starting out with fighting in the air and jumping in and out of planes was the wrong choice for me it got better as it went along i wasn't impressed with wandavision at first either it grew on me i hope falcon the winter soldier will too uh, we heard from james the sagacious that's that big Killen on twitter sam's action scene was amazing the rest of the episode was great series slash world building it's a perfect conversation uh conversion of mcu into tv streaming nothing felt forced or too big or too small i'm hooked can't wait for the recap uh, we heard from nathan nolan edwards it's at nolan edwards on twitter how does super peers get paid superheroes get paid loved how personal this show got for both characters how does the blip affect one ability to get alone i'm um, with you there nathan seems a little little unfair maybe that's the point that's an unfair system for people like sam uh nathan goes on to say great first episode i'm so excited to see the actual teaming up of falcon and the winter soldier And last in this bunch, we heard from JT Atkins. It's at JTA is me. Very nice teeing up the rest of the series. Yes, we're going to have some awesome action. Yes, there will be intrigue. Yes, our main characters have been through hell and it ain't easy. Yes, Sam needs to pick up that shield. Great. So a lot of yeses there and affirmation certainly. Uh, pete a couple of direct messages here first one from uh james the sagacious that's at big killin hello guys as we look uh for your uh, a wandavision recap this was uh sent um sent uh last sunday Uh, all i want to say is that the fantastic geek family is the best fandom has to offer i look forward to listener feedback and enjoy knowing i won't have to deal with mass toxicity happy sunday so pete certainly our pleasure to uh to keep things positive even uh as as these shows sometimes go into a little bit of a dark area
1: i think the the idea of perspective amongst our listeners and people that we interact with, I'd put them up against anybody else because, you know, we're, we're not going to sit here and rant. We're going to call things out when we see it. Uh, We're going to enjoy it when we do. Um, But yeah, uh, James, I mean, again, somebody level-headed and understands when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's not as good.
0: last thing from me here uh one more twitter direct message this one from peter flynn who says hey guys i was looking forward to the first episode of falcon and the winter soldier and i wasn't disappointed a couple things i wanted to say and i'm interested to hear what you think on tomorrow's show One, the thing I'm most most interested in uh, is if they really follow through on the race dynamic that they have set up in the first episode. It seemed like Sam didn't have the same experience with systemic racism as his sister did, based on their interactions uh, up through the bank loan scene. I think that changed by the end when he saw that it's not the military uh, that didn't want a Captain America uh, it's not that the military didn't want a captain america it's that they didn't want a black captain america my only real disappointment in the WandaVision finale was that they really backed off examining how much wanda hurt everyone i for one thought the they'll never know what you sacrificed uh line really hurt what was shaping up to be a real reckoning with how she hurt everyone even though it wasn't on purpose i'm hoping that falcon and the winter soldier doesn't do something similar Two. I thought that the camera angles during the therapist scene were very interesting and effective. I love to see directors going for different ways of framing what could be a pretty standard scene, and I'm hoping to see more of that. Um so Pete, I guess we could start with the with the camera work there. I mean Carrie Scogland, clearly the right director for this episode, and you know, she has directed the remaining five. Clearly a talented person.
1: Everything from the, the tranquil shots, of course, you expect Something like a, a forest behind Bucky, but then the uh, above sideways close-ups and the intimacy brought uh, from those dueling shots there between Bucky and Dr. Raynor really, really well done. Uh, with the other point about the systemic racism, I mean, the, the financial nature here. You know, that Sarah is used to it, that Sam as, as the base of somebody. No, he's not Captain America yet, uh, but being denied the loan here, um, the grounding of, well, you weren't around. You didn't earn income. Uh, you're you're not rich just because you hung around with Tony Stark and then that he's not the new Captain America that you gave us the shield back that you know secretary beardo said he did the right thing and then they've given it to somebody else is the complete injustice of it and i have to imagine that will be explored
0: it's also an interesting way for the mcu to reckon with itself which is to say we know why the phase one characters were introduced because they were the most famous ones that they had rights to and coincidentally they were all white and then efforts were made particularly once former i guess still current but the 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 head of marvel inc ike perlmutter uh who let's say has some old-fashioned views on things um once he was less in the picture there was more inclusivity brought into the product um That said, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't know that we have seen much in the way of systemic racism or things like that. That's not to say in any way that it does not exist in our world. I think that there might have been a halcyon glow at one point in the MCU, and at a certain point you say, well, we could either do everything is great and there are no problems, or we can talk about some of these problems and have value beyond this is the movie where you see people fly and shoot missiles and punch a lot. So, to have it here where it is it's suggested if you can pick it up but it's also not necessarily in direct opposition to the openness that we've seen before i think that it 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 lets you do both at the same time and therefore lets that conversation in and you know that's that's what i'm here for in in a certain degree
1: the acknowledgement of it absolutely
0: Pete what do you have over there on facebook
1: stacy taylor writes in premiere was fantastic although she spelled it The normal way matt so
0: oh without without the ph yeah uh
1: looking forward to your recap of episode one which stacy's listening to right now matt so there
0: you go you're a part of it stacy
1: it doesn't get any more uh meta than that shall we say uh kyle roth uh writes in uh f and T W S That's Falcon and a winter soldier. Of course, episode one was great. Loved Falcon's wing shield. It resembled Iron Man's shield in infinity wars. When he fought in the city, uh, the action was great, but, uh, the slow parts got a bit boring. I don't understand why Sam isn't more financially stable. I get the goodwill stuff, but I was under the impression working for the government at that level would pay fairly well can't wait for episode two stay fantastic and spelled there properly matt when you're talking with fantastic Eat with the ph uh,
0: i think it suits the needs of the story first and foremost and second of all you know i mean pete are we paying rank and file soldiers what we should uh, probably not um now yes fine sam is a quasi independent contractor and you know uh are, are some of those paid quite a bit? Yes um i think the show finds finds a truthful area with which to pull out uh some story i'll say conveniences that sounds a little down on it but this, I, I think that it's true enough that sam could be in this position uh to, to place him in the point where we can have this discussion in the story but pete what do you have left in the mailbag
1: Steve Adams writes in to the Fantastic Geek Facebook page. I love the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What an action sequence to open the show. The premiere obviously sets the tone, and the tone here is a little bleak. Falcon is trying to save the family business, and Bucky is trying to come to terms with his past. I am really enjoying the way these shows are digging in to the after effects of the blip. This focus is gives these shows and characters a grounded and realistic feel these larger than life heroes having to deal with real life problems allows us as viewers to really relate to them i am looking forward to the rest of this show it is off to a great start until next week stay fantastic with the ph matt this is officially becoming like a rally cry i love it (laughs) (laughs)
0: absolutely absolutely um and certainly great to hear from steve and indeed everybody pete how can we keep this conversation going each and every winter soldier sunday how can people be in touch with you on twitter
1: you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 11,883 followers can't be wrong
0: and while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on Twitter Instagram Gmail where we are fantastic geek as well but wait there's
1: more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with a ph all one word like it today just want to draw to the listeners attention over on our pop
0: culture podcast feed uh, just in the past week we've been talking some Star Trek the state of that franchise and the, uh, the great uh, success that it is undergoing right now as for the mcu pete uh, barring any earth shattering news we'll be back next sunday of course to talk falcon and the winter soldier episode pete can i call it 102 can we expect there to be more than one season i, wish it, it, I hope <laughs> excellent so with that pete i will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final
1: word you don't talk i write